Oh, hey! Sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time mouse sheen is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine Podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. Uh, Becca, you're styling a very nice bucket hat right now. My my bucket hat? Is that a skull? With a yeah, rock it's a skull on hand on? going rock and roll. Rock. This you is my what? first bucket hat. Your My first bucket hat, besides when I was five. <laughs> okay. Um, I bought it. I'm just saying, like, fashion... <laughs> <laughs> Take it from me, Mr. Fashion over here. No, but you know, fashion comes in waves. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bucket hat. My recent bucket hat purchase is when I went to Disney World. It's It looks just like yours, but um, not my... My phone just went off. People are trying to come. People are trying to get in contact with me. They're, they know I'm talking about bucket hats. <laughs> the bucket hat hive. Is... The bucket hat FBI just sent you a text that the said stop. The bucket hat FBI said you better not be talking about me. They said stop. Stop. Um. So yeah, what I'm saying is it looks just like yours. This is Walt Disney World. Um. Because I bought it at Walt Disney World, obviously. But it's funny we talk about fashion. Because can, can I bring something up? Yeah. Is this like a new thing? Sweater vests? Just wearing sweater vests? So like wearing like I, I see people know. all the time. Maybe it's more influencers, so they, you know, like to take chances. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> wearing like sweater vests, nothing else, and like jeans. Like guys and girls. You know what I mean? The two thousands called. The two thousands called. Um, anyone, yeah, anyone there's there's coats? been a lot of them, like a lot more popping up in the places that I shop at, but I don't think that's a look that I could pull off. So I have yet to reach for one. Well, you look great in that bucket hat. Say it right now. Say, say it. Do, it say, do I say thank you? No, you say I look great in this bucket hat. Words of affirmation. I look great in this bucket hat. All right. Do you know what else is great? <laughs> in a bucket hat. And a bucket hat. <laughs> Disney 411. Disney 411. Okay, first story. In a recent interview, Hillary Duff admitted that she would love to team up with the Jonas Brothers for a music collaboration. Oh? Could we ever get a Hillary Duff Jonas Brothers collab? She goes, you know what? That would be so nice. That would be a dream for me. I love the Jonas Brothers. The Lizzie McGuire actress added that she and her husband, Matthew Kona, were friendly with her fellow Disney Channel alums. Duff added that this thought came on the heels of her husband's recent prank when he cut out the pictures of the Jonas Brothers and put them all over their home. What? <laughs> what, what a wild story. I know. Yeah, so apparently Matthew Coma or Kona, whatever his last name is, Hillary Duff's husband, took pictures of the jones brothers and you know like the prank will people will be like i put pictures of so and so on my baby pictures and my family never noticed yeah like that and he's on tiktok a lot like duetting joe jonas and i don't know what's going on there either they're about to collab or he's like obsessed with the jonas brothers well he's a, matthew uh hillary duff's husband is a music producer and a musician i'm i'm aware but she also added that back in the day, so I'm guessing the 2000s, early 2000s, they, the Jonas Brothers were neighbors with Hillary Duff. Okay. 
So. I feel like they're either laying the ground, like some very sneaky groundwork for a collaboration, or there's just oh, yes, some because, weird stuff wait, going on here. You may on, maybe onto a good theory because we reported a while back when Jonas Brothers were doing their Vegas residency, they did what dreams are made they of. They covered. <gasps> are we okay. on the polls? Either we're well, on the polls or we're about to we, look like fools. But you know what? We were right about Tanya. We were. Always, we got our we Tanya. Always on the polls. We are always <laughs> on the freaking polls. Either we just re- we just reviewed an episode or like a movie or a story, and somehow it's in the news. Like for example, Reese. We this is our month of animated shows, and Reese has just re- uh, celebrated an anniversary. Like something, like it was the anniversary yeah. of a premiere or whatever. We're always on the polls. Like literally, we're journalists. We. <laughs> We're not just podcast hosts. We're journalists. We're journalists. We're journalists. Um, So, our next story is a little bit of music news. Um, Demi Lovato just released their newest single, Substance. And according to fans, it has very big references to their iconic 2000s music video, La La Land. Mm -hmm. So, in the music video, she's walking around the street. Basically, the music video is like, I'm going to do what I want. And I'm not going to conform to what everyone wants me to be. And they're on a red carpet, and basically very La La Land esque. Interesting. Demi Lovato has been re revisiting her "Don't Forget" era a lot on social media. I've noticed. Like a lot, a lot. Which, oh, also really weird fact that this is going to be the song that they promote to radio, not um. Not skin on my teeth. Not skin on my teeth. Interesting. Are you going to listen to the album? I guess I'm going to have to at this point. Right. I did see Dancing with the Devil on um, Clearance on vinyl at Target the other <laughs> night, so I don't know how well it's going for them. Oh, Clearance, Clearance. And in, in, <laughs> uh, in other exciting news that is not on Clearance, Ali and AJ will be releasing Chemicals React A&A version on Friday. They are giving this Swift a run for money. Second. Ali and AJ have been on a trend of re-recording their old music, the hits. Yeah. So we got potential breakup song. They re-recorded Like Whoa. I don't know if you heard it. I haven't. But they're re-recording Chemicals React. And what is the next Ali and AJ song? Song. Song. You wish they need. You hope they record next. Um, Any song. <gasps> Wait. I know. What? I know the one you were gonna guess. What? I don't want to put words into your mouth, but no one. I was going to say either no one or um, Rush. Does Do You Believe in Magic count? <laughs> it's a cover. It's a cover. Well, also, gonna, you know, why why repeat perfection? I mean, they because like I, the reason that they're repeating perfection with per, uh, potential breakup song was to slip in the curse words. Yeah, but I don't think they're slipping in curse words for like, whoa, and chemicals react. They're just redoing it. I guess. I don't know. I I love both versions of Potential Breakup Song, but I think like I think the newer one is a little bit better done. Oh really? I mean I, I think you as good as it could be, you can never replicate the original. You know? Mm. There's something about the original. Don't get me wrong, I do li- I have listened repeatedly to the newer one. It's more rocky, the newer one. Yes. Like more, it's not as electronic as yeah, the original. Yeah, but I'm I'm here for it. I love to see other artists doing this that aren't the main artist that does it. Um, we have a Disney delivery. 
Oh. Disney Delivery. Our next story, Disney D- Delivery. More happiness begins now for Sophia, Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. The couple welcomed their second child together. Representatives for both stars confirmed to People on July 14th, sharing that Joe and Sophie are happy to announce the arrival of their baby girl. Joe and Sophie, who got married in Las Vegas back in 2019, previously welcomed daughter Willa in July 2020. Congrats to them. I just realized that the Jonas Brothers all have girls. Interesting. And and I think the age ranges of all the 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 cousins are kind of in the same range as kevin nick and joe we have one at least a couple months apart because nick jonas just had his kid and then and then kevin has like two daughters and i think think they'll start a girl band called the jonas cousins the jonas cousins gc i don't like it i don't love it (laughs) but i think it's funny all of them have girls that is interesting for sure. Next generation, next generation. You have to you have to correct the course of nature somehow. <laughs> right. <laughs> next gen. Um, should the Jonas Brothers record any re-record any of their stuff? Speaking of re-recordings, they should do play my music or something because I shook <gasps> rump when they played that live. You did. I didn't. I remember when you listened to it, when I listened to it live. I didn't know what they were singing. And I was like, wait, what's going on? You said, Gabriel. It took you a second. It took me a second. I'm sorry. It took me a second. All right. Our final proper Disney 4-on-1 story is a little interesting. I'd love to hear your take on this, actually. Okay. So Dove Cameron says she never felt like a Disney girl. Coden saying, I had huge imposter syndrome. While Dove Cameron's acting career skyrocketed due particularly to her roles in Disney Channel comedy series Live and Maddie and the Descendants films, she re- revealed in a new interview that she doesn't feel like she ever fit in with Disney stars in the past. I never had the moment where I was like, I'm a Disney girl, she told uh, LA Times. I never looked at Miley or Demi or Selena, Zendaya, Bella or anybody, Hilary Duff or anybody that came before me. I never looked at them and thought, you and me, we're the same. She added that she was always the strange outlier who doesn't belong and who will never fit in. I had huge imposter syndrome, so I don't really look to anybody else for a roadmap, she continued. I mean, this whole narrative that I was on Disney and then found my way out with a pop song, it was a total accident. Thoughts, feelings, I don't concerns. know if it was an accident. I mean, I, I get what she's, like, saying. Because I but, think, like, I don't know, I... The, the Disney stars of her era, I don't feel like, are as well known for being Disney stars. I know what you mean. In, this, in the talk- sense that it, it's not like there's something, the taste of it and the feel of it is a little bit different than it was for Hillary and Miley and Demi and Selena. So I understand. I think the difference is their Disney Channel um, properties were much more in the daily zeitgeist of people who weren't even watching Disney Channel. Yes. Then by the time Dove Cameron's on Disney Channel, unless you were, unless you like watch Disney or like was it were a Disney fan, you may, like, unless you like had the pulse on like what was going on in Disney, you didn't really know who she yeah. was. I feel but like I think- like the world loved High School Musical. The world loved Hannah Montana. The kids and loved e- Descendants. And even if you didn't know who 
even if you didn't like High School Musical or Hannah Montana or didn't watch it, you knew who Miley Cyrus was. Yeah. You knew who Zac Efron was. You knew who Hilary Duff was. So I think being a Disney star was much more in the, in the daily zeitgeist than by the time Dove Cameron rolled around. I feel like I'm going to get attacked for saying that Descendants is for the kids, and that's not to say that I don't enjoy it, because I do. I've seen all three films. I think the first two are pretty good, and I listen to the music, like, regularly. But Descendants is, like, very, it's much more geared towards, like, younger kids. I mean, like, obviously, from the get-go. Because you have classic Disney properties in high school. Like, that's... Yeah. I don't know why yeah, media just... about high school is always meant for kids who are, like, six. Like, slow your roll. But... I know. I just think it's funny that if we're speaking about logic, how there are two different types of people in high school, according to media, you're either euphoria or you're like high school musical. And those people are still supposed to be learning, taking their SATs at the end of their year. That's so true. (laughs) Like, isn't that so funny? (laughs) Like in one air, like in California, Miley Cyrus is living a double life and getting into shenanigans. And then on the other side of California, Zendaya is on like an acid trip. <laughs> you know, it's like different years, guess what? different years. Guess what? They're still they're they're both juniors in high school. Very true. <laughs> they both have graduation episodes. Um, all right. Well, that's the end of our Disney 401 proper. But, you know, it's time to go home because it's time for Raven's Home Rehash. <laughs> Let me tell you some. Ravensholm All right. This episode had an A, a B, and a C plot, sort of. Um, yep. Didn't love any of them. It's... I don't even know what so is going I on in So I want to say, I think the A plot is Booker and Neil Booker. are trying to raise money for Booker's car. <laughs> And so, very topical, they make an illegal Airbnb out of Victor and Alice's rooms when they go travel to a train expo for the weekend. But the, I'm cutting a little uh, fast into the plot. It just bothered me that the people who end up coming to the house keep calling it a hotel. I know. And it's obviously not a hotel. (laughs) And also, the fact that, like, well, it's revealed throughout the thing that Neil, like, wrote in the booking thing, he was like, we have scuba and we have cooking classes and we have all this stuff. And these people are paying a thousand dollars a night. San Francisco taxes. Uh, a thousand dollars a night. That's wild. I mean, I mean, if they're sleeping in Raven's swinging bed in her bedroom, <laughs> it's a thousand dollars a night. <laughs> um, and the B plot is that Ivy is trying to get into this group of girls at school called the CEOs. They're which... trying to make Ivy happen and it's not working. Because <laughs> um, now they're pairing her with Raven? Yeah, oh. Ivy tries to like get all the girls to shadow Raven because Raven's like a style entrepreneur and they don't care. So they make a bunch of Ariana Grande jokes and say that this but girl, it's... Ariana Venti, is going to come which to the pop like, up. Why are we making up a fake? I know, but the, and then they just say Post Malone in the same sentence. Like, Post Malone yeah. doesn't matter. But. No, yeah, that's why I didn't understand, is, like, why does Post Malone exist, but Ariana Grande does not. And um, um, that leads to Raven, Raven putting on a disguise, and so does her this, assistant, Nikki. This is the what you ordered online, lasagna, <laughs> and what you got at your doorstep was whoever Raven was being. Was Ariana Venti. Ariana Venti, because she, I thought... Because so, like like Becca said, 
Ivy promises that this popster is going to come to Raven's thing, and then Raven and her assistant pretend that there are an eventy, and Raven comes in with a very like low grade disguise. Well, all but, of her disguises this season have just been a wig. It, it like, may have very well been the same red wig that she used when she was the hairstylist a couple episodes ago. Yeah, but I thought she was going to because it was very like Liz Anya esque. Yeah, she and I thought she was going to say. I thought it was, they were about to make a reference to lasagna because she was like, don't look at me. I thought she was going to go, why can't I blend in? But she didn't think this. Oh. There was, a, there was a Boys in Motion reference. There was. We find out that Nikki's like the only other celebrity I know is JJ from Boys in Motion. Yeah. Which makes Raven like, holler. Yeah. And then which the, the C plot, I guess technically, because it's like an offshoot of the A plot, but Victor and Alice are going to... Um, these this train expo in Pasadena and they get lost or something and then they have to turn around because Alice forgot her doll but then when they do turn around <laughs> the little girl from the family is in the car with them and it just <laughs> oh, was yeah. and they both scream they're making Rondello like a fool in, in these episodes they are every time he comes in all he does is say some dumb puns and <laughs> get into tomfoolery why they have him dressed up as a conductor this entire episode? <sighs> give us, give us sweet Victor giving advice, saying he got fired. Now he's like, now it's Papa Vic. What's his name? Pop Pop. <laughs> pop Pop Papa Vic. Pop Pop. Okay, there's a difference between Victor Baxter and Pop Pop. Victor, <laughs> in no way in this show is Pop Pop going. Yeah, baby, I did. <laughs> no, no. There way. were there were two jokes in this episode that got me. There were. Okay. Um, when got me. oh my god, what is it? When the family shows up and Neil is like, oh, I didn't think that I, something that he's saying that like we didn't look like the people that we thought that we looked like, and it must be because of some reason. And Booker is like looking at his arm. I don't oh. remember exactly. It's it was it was I don't know. It was a joke of like they were leading up to say something like. They didn't yeah. think I was this person because I'm a person of mm-hmm. color, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. They they played it off in like a tasteful way that like they got the joke. They got away with the joke. And at the very end of the episode, Raven wakes up and walks into the kitchen and this family that's eating this. there is eating in the kitchen. And she goes, did I fall asleep in the wrong house? <laughs> Been there. Just kidding. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I mean, again... My my bullet points are why are they trying to make Ivy and Raven a dynamic duo? They're trying to like these past couple episodes have been like Ivy and Raven's world, and I need and now they're bringing this assistant that I'm assuming is going to be in every episode and now is going to be a part of the Raven's plot. Yeah, and I'm thinking, give me more scenes and adventure. It's just so frustrating because why bring Adrian Bylone back? And not have her there. Like, in, like, I wish, like, at this point, I just want her and Raven to be friends. And then I think that would be fun because now they're like hate each other but love each other at the same time. And just bring her on and they just get into adventures or keep it with just Raven and Victor. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't, or like, I don't know. I think these past couple episodes we reviewed have been Raven focused. So now they gotta. <laughs> They gotta give it to the kids. I, I mean, the A and the B plot, like, I don't know. I felt like they shared enough time that there it wasn't really clear which one was supposed to be the primary. 
But oh, because I, the A plot is usually where the episode kind of opens, I'm, I'm assuming I assumed, it was Booker and Neil. I, I, I assumed the vibe was Booker's the A plot. Yeah, but me too. You know what they say about assuming? <laughs> <laughs> Makes an ass out of you and me. Um. Anyway, so but so this is going to be our last Ravens home rehash for a while because they're taking a hiatus. They are. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! At least you had. I, at least you warned me. I would have been <laughs> looking for it again. So I don't. It says according to Ravens Home Wiki, the next episode is TBA. I'm gonna need you to start saying Wiki and not Wiki. What'd I say? Wiki. You said Wiki, wiki. again. Um, there's no air date for the next episode. Ugh. So who knows when the next one is, but of course we'll keep you updated. I'm assuming it'll be at least August by the time we get a new one. So see you then. <laughs> see you then, I guess. Okay. That's of course the end of now. It's the end of our Disney 401. Becca, what are we talking about today? All right. Well, we are continuing our month of Animated in July, looking at the first episodes of some iconic Disney Channel animated series. And as I said at the end of last week, we are not bragging. This week, we are talking about the American Dragon, Jake Long. I loved that intro. Yeah. um, So American Dragon, Jake Long, premiered on January 21st, 2005, and lasted until September 1st, 2007 and fun fact this was actually pitched as a live action series to the fox network but then it was pitched to disney and it turned into an animated series strange yeah and a little behind the scenes action there was kind of a this is actually pretty funny because last week was our brand new mr whiskers episode yeah there was literally like drama between american dragon and Brandy and Mr. Whiskers. Really? So it was just basically like Disney was like, we're either having American Dragon Jake Long or Brandy and Mr. Whiskers. We're not working on both at the same time. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> Disney Channel ordered an initial 21 30 minute episodes of the first season. This series premiered on January 21st, 2005. It was initially scheduled for the fall of 2004, but moved to January when Brandy Mr. Whiskers was completed in time for its September debut. Oh my God. That's so funny. (laughs) And in the year, in 2006, American Dragon competed against the series Brandy Mr. Whiskers to obtain better index of hearings because the study of animation did not have sufficient budget to cover the animation of both programs and American Dragon Jake Long was the winner. So basically, Disney... Is that why they have, like, a huge animation shift from season one to season two? Yes. Because if you look at the, like, Elliot... I watched this with my boyfriend today, and he, like, swore that the animation was different, and we looked at the thumbnails, and the second season is, like, the lines are not as, like, kind of washed out. I think the what, what, people were, what people, yeah. So American Dragon Jake Long, Disney had to choose between Brandy, Mr. Whiskers, and oh American Dragon God. Jake Long. And I think <laughs> one of the things that people remember the most about American Dragon Jake Long is what Becca you just mentioned is the animation shift, like completely different design it looks of every so character. So different. Like if you have Disney Plus, just flip through the thumbnails. It's insane how different they look. So they obviously had a lot of behind-the-scenes changes going from the first season to the second season. And they mainly said the first season is more joke-driven. And the second season, they wanted to take it more 
story driven action heavy so they also make sense. so they uh so they had very anime style influence on the second season and so they kind of like wanted to complete i remember the commercials for the second season of american dragon jake long and they commented on how different they look like it was supposed to be like a behind the scenes of american dragon jake long yeah and the character of jake long was on the set he was like new season new storylines look new body <laughs> i remember that oh because my gosh. it wasn't even just like a different hair color it was like people were taller people had different like it was like the dragon from season one and season two season one dragon is like bulky and like the rock and then season two dragon looks like a little lizard well also in line with brandy mr whiskers american dragon jake long has a very stacked and very interesting voice cast from mm-hmm. sort of all over the place so jake long is voiced by the actor who also voiced prince zuko from Avatar The Last Airbender, but I know him most notably oh, as Rufio from Hook. Yes. Um, and then we also have, for Futurama fans, the character Foo Dog, which <laughs> I was watching the first episode and I forgot his name was Foo Dog. And I was like watching it in silence by myself. And the minute Jigglon <laughs> said Foo Dog, I literally said alone in my room, not Foo Dog. Well, yes. So Foo Dog is voiced by who on Futurama? Uh, is it John? D'Amigo? Yeah, but he what voices, character? Oh, he voices Bender. Okay. And he also voices Jake the dog on he, Adventure Time. He also voices Dr. Draken, which... <gasps> did you not hear it? I didn't it? know that. I heard it every time Foo Dog made a like, wow! Like, the, the laughs are the same. They're the same. I'm shocked. The laughs I are the same. Put that deg- which means that that put- voice actor was doing double duty on the 06 Disney Channel games. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he was booked and busy. He he was he had to sleep in the Disney booked Channel Booked and building. busy. Um, but the actress who played Pim on Phil of the Future is the voice of Jake's little sister. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rose, the main love interest, is voiced by Mae Whitman, mm-hmm. who is an iconic actress from like Scott Pilgrim and Parenthood and Perks Being Wallflower. And the Master Dragon, the grandpa, mm-hmm. is um, voiced by the guy who plays Silas Sinister in Return to Halloween Town. Shut up. I'm not. So what we're saying is this cast and the mom is voiced by Lauren Tom. Do you know who Lauren Tom is? She, for Friends fans, she played um, Ross's girlfriend, Julie. Um, and what's, for What Disney, seasons are those? Season two. Season two. And for Disney Channel fans, she plays um, the mom in Andy Mack, who turns out to be Andy Mack's grandma. Oh. Come on, you Andy Mack I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen Friends. No, I'm talking about Andy Mack. Did you not hear me? No, I did, but it's been so long since I've seen Friends. I don't even remember Uh, who that character is. She's the character that Ross meets on his um, trip between season one and season two. Yeah. And Rachel hates her because she's so nice. Anyway. But speaking of, it's so funny that the guy who voices Foo Dog was on Kim Possible. This is because this is a fun fact about the inner workings of Disney Channel as a whole. So according to American Dragon Jake Long's creator, 
An actual practice at Disney is pre- is preparing characters for the copious preparing creators for the copious amounts of um, porn their show will get from the fans Stop! as he was sat down and showed impossible <laughs> fan fiction and stuff like that and said this will happen to your show. That's that feels like an HR violation. <laughs> I don't think they showed them, like, I think they were just preparing, like, just so you know, no matter how innocent, people will twist it yes, and make it weird. Yes, that's fair. I, so after you said something about the Brainy Mr. Whiskers once at the end of the last episode, I looked into Stop. it. Because I thought it would be a lot, 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 lot worse than it was. What I did see was mostly just bizarre and not so much as, like, explicit as I was thinking it would be. Yeah. But I'm, I also didn't scour and right. I don't plan to do so. So uh, yeah, I think it's safe to say we shouldn't. Um, but okay, what are your initial memories, feelings towards American Dragon Jake Long? I definitely do remember watching it. I it was again not one of those that I ever was like, oh, it's on. I gotta sit down. But I saw it pretty regularly when it was on, and I remember enjoying it. I think I remember thinking Food Dog was funnier as a kid. <laughs> You mean you didn't do laugh at the six hundred year old, the six hundred year old Sharpay? <laughs> According to Wikipedia, he's six hundred years old. Is he the dog? Mm-hmm. He's a talking dog. Of course, he's six hundred. Um, so I used to love this show. It is good. Like the animation, the concept. There is something mm-hmm. that they do that we'll talk about that I think is very unique for a show like this. It's really cool. Um, I had, there was this video game that I had, I remember loving, on Nintendo DS. I just, this was on the Wikipedia page. Really? Yes. The game I played on Nintendo DS was called American Dragon Jake Long Attack of the Dark Dragon. Oh, and I loved it. You had to like fly and it was great. I And like, I forgot all about it until we started watching the episode and I said, I still love this show. I used to love like shows like this, like Danny Phantom, when it was a regular guy and he could transform into like being like a superhero type esque. You know what I mean? Like it would like he would have to like say something in order for his powers to activate. And I forgot that during American Dragon Jake Long, in order for him to turn into a dragon, he would have to say dragon up, and then we get this <laughs> weird three D CGI three sixteen. I love the montage. The I love the montage. I, I think I love the montage because it reminds me of Kodioko. <gasps> Not you bringing up Kodioko. I always I always take the chance to bring up Kodioko. I used to love that show. I remember it's the good. It they... holds up, and the theme song is like my top ten. Top. It's such a rump shaker. Put it on in the club. Welcome to the Code Lyoko podcast. <laughs> when when the computer loved the guy. Anyway, so I forgot about Dragon Up, and I loved it. And yeah, I mean, I guess we should get into it. Yeah. The, the first episode is called Old School Training. And this is also one of the rare Disney Channel cartoons that definitely sets up a storyline that will carry on through the season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very much like a live action uh, show in a cartoon form. Hence why it was pitched as a as a live action show. The animation is a little worse than I do remember. It's not bad, yeah. but there's the the motion isn't very fluid yeah and the lines are just like 
I don't know. It's sort of done in an odd way, but I love. I'd be like, interested to see watch the second season because the animation. Yeah, different. I love the um, the opening montage that they do where the grandpa's kind of describing like how like all these little ways that supernatural creatures are in the world. Like there's a secret secret leprechaun stock exchange, and yeah, like this to- um, toll booth attendant who is a mermaid and just throws open the door at the end of her shift and like falls in- <laughs> into the it's ocean. It's very much like what is the like Harry Potter-esque where like all you have to do is go through something and it's literally just like behind the window and then the whole world is magic. It's very much like Oh, like like, um, like Platform 9 and 3 quarters. Yeah, it's like Yes. It's, it's very much like as a kid nice to like, it's fun to like think or I mean, who yeah. knows to think that like everyone you could be surrounded by magical creatures that are just in disguise. One thing I do also think doesn't age very well about American Dragon Jake Long is the way all these characters speak. I, yes, there's very, I guess Disney were just like, they live in New York, so they're all street tough because they all are like, every line from every character, regardless of their race, is like, I got faux shizzle nizzle off the skill at the skate park. What yeah. up, dog? Word to your mother. And it's like, it's, yeah. it's great. It stinks of 2005, and I just want to wash my hands of it. It's yeah, gross. at some point I was thinking someone was going to say, what's up? It was like that kind of like. I, I know. But <laughs> I, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, but so season one, but th- yeah, so the the opening it's kind of setting the stage of what's going on. And the American dragon is supposed to look over the fantasy world and the, and the real world. And the grandpa is obviously a, been a dragon for years and dry. And he's training Jake. And that's kind of sets up the dynamic. And we get food dog. Food dog. This food dog, I guess, because like at the very beginning, I thought that, the way they were setting it up, they were making it clear that like the supernatural and the real world just kind of exist side by side. But then in the first scene in school, the professor is teaching them a mythology class. So does Foo Dog just have to act like a dog the other half of the time? I think, yeah, I think that's the case. Is when he's not surrounded by people that know about it, he just has to act like a real dog. Um, So the opening kind of sets up that Jake is still in the process of learning how to control his dragon powers. And I forgot that at the beginning, he couldn't fully go full dragon. And so only half, like, he has, like, a human face, a human body, but a dragon head. Yes. And I was like, oh, I do not <laughs> like this image. And then we get a fart joke, which is always nice. Like, immediately. Again, like, akin to Brandy Mr. Whisker's fart joke in the first five minutes. Right. Noise, noise. Heart, said, hearted said, underwear joke. Lots of underwear jokes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But then we kind of, like, set up, like, our 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 main villain the like the huntsman yes and the huntsman is like a like the leader of society of thieves that hunt and steal magical creatures per for profit and he has what's her name is she just like the huntsman's girl uh hunts girl hunts girl she has a long blonde braid and blue eyes and it's obvious from uh frame one who that is if you watch the theme song but (laughs) for some reason it remains oblivious (laughs) to everyone in the show the entire time but I do think it's very cool that um, ob- it's it, obviously, I mean, I know it gets revealed later, but it's not a freaking spoiler. There's no way it's a spoiler. <laughs> spoiler the, for American Dragon Jake Long. The character of Rose, who is Jake's like main crush, typical blonde, blue eyed girl, is 
the Hunts girl. So she is mm-hmm. his arch nemesis, and they have no idea. They just battle it out, and then they go to school, and they flirt with each other. <laughs> Which, I, that's really unique. That's cool for a kid's show to explore a concept like that. Yeah. I don't know how well it's done, but... I'm trying to think. At some point, Jake finds out, bef- but she, but he doesn't... Like, it's like, at I was some point... Reading he, the, the Disney Wiki... Disney Wiki. And it seems that um, Jake finds out that she is the Hunts girl when they're on a class ski trip, but he doesn't do anything about it. And the events, like, they don't mutually find out or nothing happens directly pertaining to that until the homecoming episode, which is, I think, the third from the last episode of season two. Yeah, because spoilers for Jake Long. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Huntsman. Yeah, spoilers for this almost 20-year-old oh, television show. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. How dare you? Like, Rose has, a like, a dragon tattoo, like, birthmark on her hand. And so there's, like, yes. a thing that he sees that from the... Birthmark? I'm sorry. It's, Ain't it's, no way that somebody is born with a birthmark that's that It's supposed to be, like, the, like the, the, the sign that you're, like, a huntsman. So, yeah. So she's just lying about know. it being a birthmark. Anyway. But we have to no she's gotta be you do not pop out of the womb with an intricate dragon on your arm i'm sorry you don't oh really what about this just kidding scales you got eczema (laughs) you got eczema um but but we have to talk about the theme song oh my god yeah it slaps that, that also has a history behind it it does season one is performed by aj troth who played Louis Stevens' best friend on Even Stevens. Yes, but when did. But when season two rolls around and got a big production overhaul, the, the theme song is performed by the Jonas Brothers in season two. What? Yes. I'm going to have to go and watch that tonight and see how different it is. And it's, and it's like Jonas Brothers, like when they're like punk Jonas Brothers. Like when they're first starting out. It's probably like when, when they, when, when the pin... When the ink cleared on the Disney contract from the Jonas Brothers said, get in the booth. You record the American <laughs> Dragon theme song. AJ, you're out. Jonas Brothers, you're in. Get in the booth. <laughs> okay, Mickey, whatever you say. They signed the contract and they pushed them in and locked the door. <laughs> get in the booth now. And they said, go ahead and do Yoho a Pirate's Life for me while you're at it. What do you think? <laughs> this is another, another theme song that kind of explains the show. Well, I, I, all the animated shows are like that. You know, because Disney animated shows, especially for this being the first episode of Jake Long, they really do just drop you directly into a situation that is happening. You don't get the setup of the setup that you get from even like a normal Disney Channel show or like, you know, a regular television show would be. So you have to this the theme song has to have like an explanation of kind of what you need to know and who the friends are. Yeah. Which this one does a good job of. I don't love the. um, The friends. Spud. How dare he? How, how dare the Disney executives go? You know who Jake needs a best friend named Spud. Well, he's a stoner. You can tell. He's a Spud. Oh, what a, is his real name? Spud. His, <laughs> Spud. His Arthur. His his name is Arthur P. Spudinsky. I I wish I could go back to a minute ago when I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. But my favorite part as a kid in the American Dragon theme song would would. When he would go from the J to the A to the K to the E, I'm the Mac Daddy Dragon of the NYC. Hate you it. heard. You heard. That's Take what it he says. away. Um, but yeah, so the first episode really sets up kind of what the whole 
thing is about Jake. Yeah, you kind of learn that he's like, he's a little foolhardy and he thinks he can do more than he can actually do right now. Yeah. He, quote unquote, works at his grandpa's shop, which he does. Like, he does chores, but it's mostly him being trained. Yeah, it's very much like Karate Kid where um, they're washing the car and he doesn't think this is helping. And yeah. then he gets in the ring and it's helping I mean, of, him of the entire that's time. that's what they were going for. It's very obvious from the second they open that nasty toilet. <laughs> <laughs> also, I find it interesting that in this universe or this show... So the dad does not know anything about Jake and his powers and the family's powers. Does the mom? The mom, yeah. The mom is, her dad is grandpa. Okay. But but if you notice, like, she, like, gave Jake a look when he was a dragon and she heard the dad come in. He, like... Imagine keeping a secret like that. Imagine transforming into a dragon in your kitchen, like Like they do in this show, and nothing is broken. (laughs) Imagine that you, like, prepare a particularly spicy chili for dinner and your son farts fire at the dinner table and does his hot cheeks, as Jake is shown to do. And the dad has to just figure out what that's about. I wonder what's going on. Jake, do you have a lighter in your pants again? (laughs) (laughs) You silly old thing. I told you to put that away an hour ago. Okay, but, like, it's funny that last week we talked about how Brandy and Mr. Whiskers kind of had all this gross-out humor to it. And it does. But... When they opened that toilet and Master Grandpa told Jake that he had to clean it <laughs> with his tongue. <laughs> Master Gra- Grandpa. I don't know why that's so funny. Yeah, Master it's like a, the toilet is like your typical Grandpa. cartoon toilet where there's like green gross all over it and buzzing flies. And Jake has to ra- use his dragon tongue to wrap his dragon tongue around the tooth. The tooth uh, I can't even think of the word. The toilet brush handle and clean it. Ew. And then all the rest of the chores are just him, like, mopping and sweeping with his tail. Right. But, yeah. And so hanging like up Jake, on pants to dry. And so Jake is very, you know, annoyed that he's like, I'm supposed to be learning about cool things, like flying and stuff, but Grandpa is just making me do the chores. Yeah. So, you know, as teens do, he, like, let's... He kind of like, ah, I got it. I'm just sweeping. I know how to do it. And, of course, Grandpa gets captured, at some point. Yeah, and... on the roof. <laughs> on the roof. Well, the huntsman is the huntsman is after them in this episode because at the very beginning they're in like Central Park or something and there's unicorns. I did like seeing like there. New York. They're very truthful to they, they they make sure to animate like famous New York landmarks. Which yeah. is kind of I think it's fun, I guess. And the huntsman was gonna go chase down the unicorns to kill them, I guess, and sell their horns on the black market. But <laughs> Jake stops him, so he's mad, and then he and the Hunts girl are, like, spying on them when they're practicing, and then they capture um, the grandpa. And at some point, this leads to Foo Dog, like, going down in a sewer and yeah. talking to a Cyclops. I don't remember why. I just loved that the Cyclops, no, because he saw him, was tr- like, when he said, what a sight for sore eye. Because <laughs> didn't, didn't Foo Dog get captured as well? I don't know. Yeah, because... <laughs> Well, the hun- no, the I huntsman- just watched this like two hours ago. I don't the, know. The huntsman captures Grandpa, and Foodog escapes into the sewer. But he does that by flushing himself down the toilet. That's that's why. That's how why. big how big are the pipes? Yeah, because Foodog is 
He's a food dog. Big. And, like, he, they make... They have scenes where Jake, like, pulls in his extra skin. <laughs> right. So, is it a magical toilet? It must be. Because food dog. Come on. It's not, a, like, a teacup pup, whatever <laughs> those are called. He's, like, he's oh. a he's a full-on Sharpay. But I think it was... There's either <gasps> Two one Sharpays point. in the Disney universe? Interesting. Mm-hmm. There's one point later in the episode where food dog's like, Jake, you're going to have to clean that toilet again because I just ruined it. Ha-how! And the ha-how was where I was like, is that Draken? And I looked it up and it was. You said my ears are ringing. It sounds exactly like the soundbite when you're playing the card clash flash game. When you play against Draken, if your card beats him and he goes, ha-how! That's so crazy. I did not even realize that was him. It's the sound bites from the games that I played the most when I hear them, like, in the actual shows, like, in the wild. I'm always like, (gasps) in the the wild. (laughs) But yeah, Food Dog gets Jake and is like, hey, there's kind of, like, no more time for messing around. Grandpa's captured. This is the big leagues. And that's when Jake dragon ups successfully for the first time. Dragon up. What would your, what would your... Um, if you had to transform one, pick an animal. Pick an animal. We're we're gonna play like Mad Libs. Of course. <laughs> if if you were American Horse, Becca Stogner. <laughs> what would your power up? I'd go. Be? I'd go. Pony up, <laughs> and I'd paw the ground, and I'd snort. And it doesn't work. <laughs> You just—it's just me standing there going pony up, (laughs) and people are like, "Okay." (laughs) You just have a tail. (laughs) Pony up. That's so funny. American pony, (laughs) Becca Stockner. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Okay, well now you have to do it because you embarrassed me. Okay. Okay, my animal. Would be. I don't want to say dog because that's lame. Um, What's true to your heart? I guess. I don't know. I'll say a panda. Okay, and what would you say? Um, bamboo! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So Jake goes up on the anyway. roof. And he's fighting the hunt squirrel, and the whole time it's happening. Food Dog is on the phone with someone trying to place bets on the fight. Okay. How does that work? There's no one else there. My favorite thing is to break down Disney Channel logic. Where do you get the phone? Where do you put it? <laughs> in his folds. In his, in his folds. <laughs> don't judge the. Don't uh, underestimate the power of the folds. How can he type? He has paws. He he. All he has to do is push a button. The, the person's probably on speed dial. Speed dial. And I'm, and I'm assuming it's a magical creature. Yeah. He dials like, hey, the wrong number. I'm, I'm on this fight. Put all my cookie. Put all my cookies on the girl. And then Jake does a move. Like the grandpa shouting dog? at him to like. Food dog is a freaking traitor. Food dog is also has a gambling addiction. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he's one of those gambling dogs in the poker painting. I bet you. I bet you. That's where he's from. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a replication of that painting, <laughs> but with food dog in it. I want a last supper painting with food dog in the. In the... Stop. He's Jesus. <laughs> hey. Um, but yeah, f- like midway through, the grandpa's like, "Remember, like, remember the wash, like, do." And so Jake starts doing the moves he was doing when he did the chores and starts whooping her butt. And then Food Dog is like, "I changed my mind. Put all my money on the kid." 
<laughs> Classic poker dog. Classic, Classic poker dog. I, lo- I also love how every fight in a Disney Channel universe is just somebody giving up and being like, well, you bested me, but you haven't seen the last of me. <laughs> That's so relatable for me. I'm like, fine. This is too much effort for me. You can take it. Please. But right. that's when uh, Hunt's girl's glove comes off and we see it's revealed to the audience. It's revealed to the audience if it wasn't obvious already. Right, but, that it's um, still that Hunt's girl is voiced by Mae Whitman as well Hunt's as the girl other girl. Hunt's girl is Rose. Yeah. They don't even like change the the voice that much. Yeah, they don't. So I and, and she has the same piercing blue eyes and the hair is the same. The like, hair just looks longer. Which is interesting. It does. That's weird. Maybe he put makes her put in extensions. <laughs> Husband's like, like Hunt's girl, if you're gonna fight for me, you're gonna fight looking good. Here's a here's some extensions. Like they clip in they do some clip in hair extensions and he like styles her before they go out and brushes her hair like a doll. He's like, You look great. <laughs> Imagine. You never know what goes from behind closed doors. That's you true. never you never know. It's true. But yeah, the episode ends with another um, underwear shot. Again. <laughs> I forgot Jake would always go, oh man. Yeah. I also forgot, like, we forgot to mention, like, anything really about his friends in this episode. Because they don't do anything. They're very much... I think it's the the thing where if you don't know the secret, there's it's really hard to write for you. It is. So and all they really... do, like, I get, I guess all they have in common is that they all skateboard, because yeah. you get shots of them in their mythology class, where the teacher's like going on and on about he how he wrote this big thesis in 1984 that'll never be published, and Trixie, the girl friend, is like, man, I don't understand why we have to do all this teaching about stuff that's not even real, and then. Yeah after school they're just like hey we're about to go skate do you want to come and jake's like can't have to go to grandpa's shop and you see them skate past later and that's all we get of them in this episode i'm trying to remember i think they find out his secret at the end i think that's where it goes if i'm not mistaken every disney channel show has a secret because what is it, makes, it but if their friends don't know they're just there to say hey yeah, because the the real side characters are like the grandpa and food dog, not the side. Yeah, the it's like, yeah, the main, the second main characters are food dog. And, and then grandpa. doesn't like as the show goes on, I know Jake's younger sister also is a dragon. Yeah, she's pink. So then that's a plot line, and it's like there's so many plot lines you don't even need to write in some random friends for him to have. Yeah, but you have to have Jake. Like, and the whole thing is he has to have a life outside of his. Dragon I know, training. like, and he has to be a cool skater dude, so you have to give him some cool skater friends, but. As far as, like, actual character development goes, I'm sure they don't get much of it. I don't know. I feel like a part of me remembers after they learned about, like, um, the magical world, they kind of get more involved. And they, like, get captured and are on the missions and stuff like that. And that'd be cool. But just as far as this episode specifically that we're As far as this about, episode, they're just here There's for, not much for to speak of. Hey, Jake, isn't life better as a skater? <laughs> Apparently, this is how skaters talk. <laughs> um, so, what are your overall thoughts of American Dragon Jake Long? I feel, I think it's very telling that this is available on Disney+. Plus. 
Brandy and Mr. Whiskers is not. Because based off behind the scenes, they fa- I feel like they favored Brandy and Mr. Whiskers. Because over, I, I mean, really, American Dragon. I really and truly can't find, like, I can't figure out any reason why Brandy and Mr. Whiskers wouldn't be on there. I don't know Like, it know doesn't either. seem like there would be any rights issues. It doesn't seem like there'd be, because Disney owns it. And, like, I feel like if they could, they wanted to, and they maybe are just hoping that enough people have forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's on Disney Plus in, like, South America. Maybe that's where they... But it's definitely <laughs> not here. Um, so, yeah, it's it definitely is telling that Jake Long is there. And I, Jake Long never got relegated to that 2 a.m., 3 a.m. time slot until the show's run had long passed. I think it was, like, a couple years after the show was not on the air anymore before it started airing at that time. Mm-hmm. So that's also and, very telling. It was also an Ellie Lone Stitch crossover. Yes, which Brandy Mr. Whiskers did not get. Imagine. They're already um, on an island. Maybe maybe they crash landed on Lilo and In Hawaii, Lilo and they just bumped into just each did, other? They just didn't know. Like, you literally have two shows set on islands, and you don't give them crossovers with each other. Telling. Mr. Whiskers and Stitch. But, I mean, I do think that, like, Jake Long is interesting. It's a cool concept. It's got some ideas that Disney Channel hadn't really explored before. I like that it's, um, like, Asian American. Yes, I like very that. I cool. Um, very cool. It, it being set in New, New York. York and like drawing, drawing New York specifically. I think there's some really cool like visual gags. Obviously, a supernatural world lends itself to a lot of like cool, just visual yeah. background jokes. And and there were a couple of good like jokes here and there. The dialogue doesn't age well, but I'm sure it was very hip yeah. at the time. Yes, it was. It was 2005. Yeah, but overall, I I think it's it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I'm as a kid, I love shows that showed like magic or superpowers were just around the corner. You just had to open your eyes. Yeah. For it, and so I loved this show. I wasn't like a I have to get home for it. You know what I mean? Right. I loved the idea of it, but it wasn't my go. I don't know. The Disney Channel cartoons didn't really connect to me as the Disney Channel live action shows did. That makes sense. Yeah, me either. The um, only one that kind of came close was Phineas and Ferb, but I mean, with cartoons, there is that level of distance. Usually, as I don't know. Well, like as a kid, as I think, as you get older, even if you're eleven, cartoons are like you get to that age where you're like ten or like eleven and twelve or like eleven. You're like cartoons are for babies. That's for baby shows. Yes. So you. But I'm also like I can't relate to a cartoon because my head's not square. Also, yeah, you also can't relate to a cartoon because you can't say dragon up and only your head turns to a right. dragon. Right, like I can't build a roller coaster in my backyard in a day. Right, I don't have a 600-year-old Sharpay that goes down the toilet <laughs> to save me. Like, it just doesn't happen. Also, well... Maybe that's why I liked Recess so much, because a, it was very much a basic concept. Yeah, Recess feels the most... Well, for obvious reasons, Recess feels the most relatable out of all the ones we've watched so far. <laughs> but... um for those of you who listen to our Disney Channel games shows way back, oh when, my god! Looking at, um, as you know, Food Dog and Jake Long were hosts of one of the 2006 games. Food Dog is a Sharpay of all trades. Yes, and then also in the 2007 games, when they decided that the animated characters' involvement was just going to be cutaways that they threw in there, I cannot tell you. And watching this today, it was still running through my brain. How many times in the 2007 games I had to hear Food Dog go, "Oh, the blue team lost." Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was nonstop. This is a weird question, but I'm going to I'm going to ask it. Okay. When Jake transforms into a dragon, mm-hmm. does his insides turn into a dragon? 
Or is the outsides? It's got to be both. Because, like, it has to be both because how do you breathe fire? Well, okay. Also, not only the breathing fire, but, like, his whole body just getting stretched. He's just like... (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. When he dragged up for the first time in his kitchen, nothing broke. No, no tables were squished. Right. Nothing was, like, how how tall is, uh, how tall is Dragon Jake? Because he looks like the Rock. The amount of protein Dragon. He does. The amount of protein Dragon Jake is consuming. Like Dragon Jake has a strong chest, and Child Jake does not have the pecs like that. So. Like imagine, oh, imagine like being a dragon for a couple hours. And you're like, I'm so strong, I can fly, and then you're back to your scrawny thirteen year old self, and you're like, oh man, mm-hmm. that sucks. But also, like, you have a tail. <laughs> oh, body horror. I'm just thinking about it. Like, what if he like stopped midway? <laughs> I guess he does sometimes. Um. Okay. Give us but... a give us American Dragon Jake Long the body horror version. Oof. I wonder what the show would have looked like live action. Ooh, I don't terrible think I want to know. Terrible CGI. I can already tell you. Especially for it's for TV. Yeah, I like when you said that. The idea of this as a live action show is nauseating to me. Like CGI well, food dog, keep it. Get it away <laughs> from me. I'm just wondering. Like, I think the fun of American Dragon Jake Long as an animated series is the dragon, since he is cartoony, can be funny, and yeah. like. If it was a live action, they would probably want to make it look more like a lizard. And you couldn't, you couldn't really, ha- it would be more, it would probably be way serious, just like a drama at that point. I know. And the That's dragon. The other thing. Like, if you want to have any, like, if you want to have that layer of zaniness to it, you kind of have to go animated. And the dragon wouldn't, I feel like the dragon would just be like the climax of every episode. And he wouldn't talk and think a lot of the yeah. ant fantasy. So I think it's a great direction that they went with a cartoon. Yes. With a cartoon. But I mean, yeah, I think it's I think it's very telling that this is an animated series that made it on Disney Plus, and some other Disney Channel series did not. Well, out of the four series that we're covering, there is only one that we could not go to Disney Plus to watch. Right. And I had brought up covering the Buzz on Maggie, but we chose not to for the same reason that it's not on Disney Plus. Which it's that one makes a little more sense because I feel like that show hardly ever saw the light of day to begin with. But right. Yeah. Who knows. Who knows? That's just Maybe the power because of the American Jake, Dragon. Long, Jake Long made it to to the Disney games, and Brandy and Mr. Whiskers did not. They weren't even invited. They weren't even invited. <laughs> <laughs> they try to get in, and the mouse is like, "I don't hear anything to you." <laughs> he looks at Mr. Whiskers and is like, "There's a background check to get into these games." <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, what's the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? The Disney Channel lesson I learned today is that you never know when your chores are going to come in handy. Um, <laughs> you're so right. I think my Disney Channel lesson is you never know if your best friend can be an American dragon. Right. My other or, Disney Channel lesson was going to be pay attention to um, any noticeable markings on your person of interest. <laughs> it was going to be that. And then it was going to be check your pipes because a 600 year, 600 year old Sharpay may be in there. But I, I went with, you never know. There could be magic right under your nose. Right under your nose. Um, Becca, if people want to see how you're not bragging, where can they find you on social media? 
You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Hey Oh It's Becca, H-E-Y-O. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Becca Stogner. And you can also check out my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group. We are YGSSG Podcast on all the socials or anywhere you might look us up. And if you want to find me on all the socials, I'm at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram, H Cameron Martin on Twitter. And if you want to keep up everything up to date with this podcast, we're on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Just type in the Time Machine Podcast. You'll find us there. Rate and review us. Rate us on Spotify. Rate and review us on podcast it's kind of how the world the word gets out the more views that we get the more comments kind of you know spreads the word spreads the word but follow us on all the social medias um because we love it when you guys talk to us on social medias and you, you tell us what you like tell us what you don't like tell us what you want to hear tell us what you don't want to hear tell us what you want to hear more because we want you guys to have so much fun listening to this as we have making it all right you guys well we have come to the end once again next week is our last week of animated in july and what can we tease i don't know if people are following on social medias you'll know what we're doing well you'll know already but 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 if you don't it's just the question of what are we gonna do that day and becca i know we're gonna do today all right well if that doesn't tell you uh it should be a really uh really roller coaster of a good time so (laughs) check back next week but until then we will see you later time travelers always buck your seatbelts (laughs) 